Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Happy Monday, buddies. It's another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is the lovely and hilarious Tammy Pescatelli. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, buddy. So nice to see you. So nice to see you too. Thank you so much for taking the time to stop on the show. It's an honor to have you. Well, I'm. Thank you for thinking of me, and it's wonderful because you know uh, you came up to me a couple of years ago. Juniors now is uh, the comedy club is now. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blind. What what is it? Keller's, Keller's? comedy and uh, amazing turned it from a B room to an A room. No juniors, just Mm -hmm. over there to colors and uh, you said i want to try this i want to what did i tell you what was my advice to you about things stage time and working on your craft that's it just get on just do it just get on stage and just get up as much as you can and, and just do it and make your mistakes publicly mm -hmm. but you'll fit yes mm -hmm. so now let me start by asking you what was your inspiration to get into comedy from a crazy, sarcastic, um, funny family, like a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of wit and a lot of kidding and chiding. What nowadays people would call bullying was our regular conversation. And I also think that, look, I think my family was so loud and boisterous that in order for me to be heard, I practically had to get a microphone. So I think that was kind of the inspiration of it all. Love it. I should use that inspiration. That's kind of like my family a little bit, you know? Yeah, they were nuts. And I mean, look, I always wanted to be on TV. That was a, as a little kid, I tried to figure out how you got, like, I thought you just had to get inside the TV. Like I tried to take the back off the television to climb into the TV. I wanted to be in TV, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, and I thought the comedy was my, I loved stand-up. I just loved it. I had done a bunch of plays and all that other stuff, but mm -hmm. stand-up was my. That was your thing. So you let know, me ask you today. Jose, I thought it's a joke. I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses on. Yep. Or my contacts yep. That's on. Jose. <laughs> yep. Jose, sorry about that. So let me ask you today, you know, during this tough, during this tough time, during all that, what inspires you to keep going today? What keeps pushing you to go on that stage today? Well, I have no other marketable skills. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for 26 years this year. I also think that I need to laugh just as much as everybody else. So for that hour that I'm on stage, I set all my problems aside and entertain people. And I hope that they put their problems down and listen and laugh along with me. That's awesome. Awesome. So do you recall like the early stages of your career? Like, do you remember like your first open mic, your first paid gig? 
Well, I'm not that buddy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not. I know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, My first open mic, you know, I've I've discussed this a lot. It was a day or basically. I was, I had moved out of, um, my parents had moved out of Ohio. They went to a place called the Quad Cities, which is Iowa and Illinois border, four cities there. And they lived in Bettendorf, Iowa. And I had gotten done with college and I was supposed to go with my boyfriend before my internship. Uh, I had an internship for fashion design in New York, but I was supposed to live with him for the summer. Well, we broke up and I went to live with them in Iowa. When you're 20, 21 years old, it's very hard to meet people because there's no gathering place. So, and I was only going to be there for the summer. So they had a comedy club. I thought, oh my God, I love stand up. I'll get to see some stand up. I'll wait tables. I'll make some money, even though I was the world's worst waitress. And, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll just get to see some people. Well, sure enough, uh, a female comic came through and I, I learned about the parts of a comedy show at that club. I learned about the MC feature headliner. I didn't realize, I thought all comics had to be huge, famous comics. So I learned about that. And then a a female comic came through as the MC and I was like, Oh my God, I'm as funny as she is. God bless her. And uh, I went home and said that to my brothers and uh, they dared me. And for 50 bucks at that point, I'd have done pretty much anything. Uh, (laughs) I was broke. And that was it. I got on stage. My dog is ringing the bell to go outside. But now when I look at her, she's not paying attention to me. So sorry. (laughs) I taught my dog how to ring a bell to go outside because. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great that everybody's like, oh, how smart is your dog? No, really, how dumb am I? Because she rings the bell also when she needs me to do something for her, too. It's like it's like she's ringing her butler or something, you know? Exactly it. That's exactly it. Oh, so now I want to ask you, who are some of your comedic influences? Who are some of like your inspirations for comedy? Well, just straight up Eddie Murphy. I love, love, love Eddie Murphy. Now, we considered him dirty back then. I don't know what dirty is now. I'm clearly not a dirty comic, but the way he tells his story, he tells a joke and then acts the story out. And the stories that he tells, I, I, I mean... I, someone gave me a compliment giving me saying that it was reminiscent of Eddie. And I, I, obviously I'm no Eddie Murphy. I'm not saying that, but reminiscent of the style. And that there was no higher compliment that could have been. And then my favorite of all time, of all time, of all time is Rodney Dangerfield. And I was very, very blessed to meet him because some of my other favorites are people that not every household knows, but are legends uh, I love this guy, Uncle Lair. Uh, take a tip from your Uncle Lair, uh, Larry Reeb. He was on um, Rodney Dangerfield's special. You should look him up if you don't know him. Dom Irera, who is legendary, just brilliant, who became one of my good friends. And because of Dom, I got to meet Rodney Dangerfield. And that was one of the, truly one of the best moments of my life besides having my kid. Nice. Nice. Are there any comedians that you've always wanted to work for? And a follow-up to that, are there any comedians that have been on your list that you have gotten to work with? Well, I've worked with everybody. I mean, you name it, from Roseanne to George Carlin to, you know, Dave Chappelle to, I mean, what, I mean, Chris Rock, I mean, Joan Rivers, Robin Williams. I mean, I, 
worked with them, met them, done all. I mean, every legendary that, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg was so kind to me sitting in my dressing room at The View. So I've been very blessed. Comedy is a very, 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 very small community once you get in there. Even old greats like Red Buttons and Rich Little. No, did I, I met Ed McMahon. Did I ever get on Johnny Carson? No, but you know what I mean? George, uh, Jay Leno is amazing to me. Larry the Cable Guy is one of my best friends. So yeah, that's a different thing. But is there anybody, anybody I've ever wanted to work with that I didn't get to? I mean, that would have been just the old timers. I'm a big fan of the game. I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of comedy. So some of those old timers, uh, Johnny Carson, um, who else would I have wanted to work with? I, I mean, Richard Pryor, I went to see him get his uh, star on the Walk of Fame, so that was kind of cool. But I was just, I was just a newbie back then. I was probably like eighteen, nineteen years old. I wasn't even doing stand up. Um, you know, I just miss, I miss Mitch Hedberg. I, I wish I could work with him. He was a good friend, and I met. He's gone, and you know, I just wish, I wish I could have been around during the Rat Pack days. I think like that would have been a fun time. I think I'd have fit in very well with those guys. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Now, do you have any shows coming up that you'd like to like to promote on here? Well, I have tons. I mean, well, I'll be back in the Quad Cities. I mean, the Quad Cities. Uh, I haven't got to be in the Quad Cities. I have a show for Gilda's Club of Cancer Research on October 7th. But um, I'll be back in this area, Northwest Pennsylvania, uh, March 5th. I have a show at the Academy Theater. Um, mm. And we started a new tour uh, that I helped was uh, created called uh, Cancel This Comedy Tour with myself and Mitch Fattel and Alonzo Bowden. And hopefully that's really starting to take shape and momentum and we're going to be touring all over. Because once you shut comics down, it's going to be really, really hard to, to laugh. If you shut comics down and you limit their words, you're almost done. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's always, it's easier on stage when you're able to be free and be able to just say something rather than like, okay, you have to be clean. And then you're always worried, was that clean? Was that clean enough? Was that joke going to get me in trouble or something like that? You know, like there's well, always that it, little sense. It's a hard thing because a young generation has come in and I understand a lot of wrongs are being righted, but as a comedian, a lot of us who started were told there are no limits. Just get on stage, especially. I mean, I was taught that by the greatest club owner of all time, Mitzi Shore, who was like a mentor to me who said, Tammy, just get up there. I can't do her voice. A lot of comedians can. But just get up there and talk about your day. I don't want to hear your jokes. Because I went to the comedy store and I had a beautiful little act gone. I had it was 10 years in the business so i had a cute little act and it was all perfect and she was like she loved me and she passed me and she said great do that on the main stage on saturday nights but when you're in the original room i want you to just talk about your day so that's how we learned and sometimes it wasn't always appropriate as it be now I, I think about all the stuff we talked about there wouldn't be a comic of my generation left because they'd have been canceled <laughs> <laughs> probably true now, I'm going to ask you three questions that I always ask my buddies that come on the show. First off, you're a buddy. You're not a guest. You're a buddy. That's right. I'm definitely your buddy. 
Mm-hmm. The first one is in your own words. What does it mean to be someone's buddy? Well, I got to tell you, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good friend. I learned a long time ago in order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. So if someone is in my life right now and I, I, I try to make sure I don't have a ton of time, but I try to make sure that I take time for them. I answer them in whatever timely manner that I can. Um, if, if we reach out, I try to reach out if there's something that's going on. I mean, it's hard. We all have a lot of stuff that's going on and the older you get, the more stuff there is, but I don't take that lightly. So I always, you know, I, I genuinely want to make sure that I, when I have those moments with a buddy, that those moments belong to them. Mm -hmm. Love it. Great answer. You're absolutely right. In order to be, in order to have a friend, you got to be a friend. Absolutely yep. right. Now, I learned that my mother bought me a book called How to Be Popular. <laughs> Love it. I went through and highlighted things like shower daily. <laughs> I wish I still had this book. It's probably oh. why I went. Mm -hmm. Love it. Now, part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Well, see, you know, I feel bad to have people donate to my charities because I'll tell you why. We all have something. If I've learned anything in the past 10 years with really being on Facebook and social media, everybody's family has something that's going on. So I think sometimes I'd almost say what's going on in your life that we can donate to, because I think, you know, in, that's one of the great parts of the internet and the GoFundMes. And there's also a lot of people who misuse that. You know, I, I talk about in my act about my, my nephew who has those spacers in his ears, mm -hmm. who, who they're $10,000 now to get them fixed with plastic surgery and started a GoFundMe. And I'm like, you don't need a GoFundMe. You need Gorilla Glue. Like you need a, so like, um, so I think, you know, I think those charities are, are just important no matter, but I'm also a big fan of going directly to the source. Who needs the help? What's the family's name versus a giant organization sometimes? Yes, love it, love it. And now, buddy, it comes time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready okay. for this? Sure. What is your advice to anyone who wants to be a comedian today? Well, it's the same thing like I told you before, get on stage. Get on stage as much as you can, as many times as you can. Talk about everything. Make sure it's your original material. That's a huge thing because we don't have... When I started all the comics, if you wanted to be in comedy, you had to be at a comedy club. They all gathered in the back of the room. If you got on stage and you did material that was similar to someone else's, boom, the moment you got off stage, they'd be like, hey, that's, you know, that's Tammy Pascatelli's. That's our buddies, that's, they do, or they would say, you know, look, they do something similar. So you probably shouldn't do that. Or if you're going to change it, because look, we only have so many thought experiences in life. A lot of us have the same thought process. If we have similar type uh, senses of humor, you're going to think something the same, but make sure it's yours. I started after a huge situation where I had a lot of theft coming out of my act because what was happening is I, my act was out there for a long time before my specials actually came out. 
so my material was becoming disseminated in other people's material. I actually decided at that point, I started writing my act as if we were all friends and I just hadn't seen you in a long time. So I told stories specifically to my life. So right now, it's not going to make any sense to you. But if you come see my show, when I talk about how the little girl made fun of my son the day after our cat died and he got her back in a big way, which, you, like I said, you're going to have to come see my act. No mm -hmm. one's telling if someone that joke. That's a real, that's a real stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a huge stretch. That's all specifically to me. So get on stage, be specific to you and swing and miss because that's what happens. I mean, it's just comedy and fashion are the same, you know, mm -hmm. eight out of 10, you might hit it out of the park and two times you might swing out or maybe it's a 50, 50 thing, but you just got to swing and miss. Hey, as my favorite buddy, Rocky Balboa says, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's right. How many times you get back up. Exactly. How many times you get back on stage, even after just a night of, well, that went well, or something like that, you know? Minus you. Sometimes it's the audience. Sometimes it is you, though, and that's what you have to realize. If it's you, then you have to reevaluate because people mm -hmm. are good money, and money is scarce now. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, a gallon is four dollars and five cents a ticket to a comedy club is twenty two dollars that means they could have bought almost you know four they could have had a steak dinner tonight yeah so it's important hey it's important. Well, worth it. yes well thank you so so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. it was an honor to talk to you as always so glad we're friends and me can too. you do me can you do me one favor before we go, real quick, I want to introduce the audience. You saw this beforehand, but we got some breaking news coming in. Buddy Cast is getting a new mascot. I would officially like to introduce the world to Nugget Hercules Sorensen. It'll be coming soon. So I just wanted to tell that. Hey, mm -hmm. I can't wait and to get your new little. Me too. It's gonna to be. It's gonna be amazing. And before we wrap up the show, Timmy, I have one favor to ask you. Go okay. be someone's buddy today. Ah, uh, done. Have a good I, night. Thanks. You too. Thanks so For all my buddies out there, this is the wonderful Tammy Pescatelli. If she's ever in your area, please check her out. You, Your sides will hurt by the end of the night. So, Thanks. but thank you so much. And we'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. Or morning or sayonara. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. Don't feel none it can make it, buddy. Here on Buddy Cast. Hey buddies, you're thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today 
or go to anchor.fm to get started.